So every every podcast that I listen to starts off with like, you know, a person, uh, you know, whoever the host is, they, you know, they kind of say a little something, something, and then they tell a funny joke and you, you're supposed to laugh, right? And then, you know, they kind of go into the topic and then it just, the show starts, right? And it's got music playing and all that. Well, none of that is happening here. We winging it today and... uh I'm going to just flow. This is my first time ever doing anything like this. Welcome. If you're here, if you're listening at this point, you're invested, so you might as well stay 40 seconds. 40 seconds in, you might as well just keep listening. Um, welcome. My name is Marlon. Um, if you're listening to this, there's a good chance that you either know me by social media, or you might know me personally, or you might be related to me, or you might just... Uh, have stumbled across this, but no matter how you got here, I just want to say welcome. Um, and I don't know why you're listening to this show, but if you were listening to it, I am going to tell you a story today. I'm going to share a story with you that was so ridiculous that I felt like it needed to be shared with more people than the people that already know. Um, so before we get into that, I want to just maybe talk a little bit about myself. Again, my name is Marlon, so um, I'm just a dude, man. I'm just a normal dude, uh, a father, uh, two beautiful babies, and uh, I just live life. So um, with all that being said, I don't know why I'm doing this show. When we get into the meat of this conversation, it'll be like, oh, okay, I get it, but um, I felt like I needed to say this and it wasn't something that I could put in an Instagram post that wouldn't be like this ridiculous, long, uh, drawn out thing that's like people not going to read anyway. Or I didn't want to like, uh, you know, get on live and look crazy because I think the craziest you can look and not be famous is beyond IG live, Facebook live, and just talking to three people and nobody's listening. So I figured that today I would just, maybe this is the start of a podcast. Maybe this is a one-off and I never do it again. But what I'm going to do today is I'm going to tell you a story and I'm going to title this. It might already be titled this when you see this, but we're going to title this Viva Lost Vegas, not Las Vegas, Lost Vegas. So uh, I'm going to tell you a story, personal story about when I went to Las Vegas and the absolute ridiculousness of it um, and just what happened. Because what happened on that trip was so absolutely fucking bonkers that I had to share it. And if you know me or know a little bit about me, I don't share a lot of stuff. I'm not one of those look at me kind of people. I like to work out. I like to eat food. I like uh, to hang out with my children and do cool stuff with them. And I like to take care of myself and whatever that means. So it's eating good, traveling, uh, doing things that I like to do. And I feel like, um, you know, after this year, I think that we all need to find things that make us happy, right? Whatever way you can consume it, whatever way you can do it, I believe in doing that. So um, I'm going to tell you guys about a little story and a little bit of background into why I ended up 
in Las Vegas and it turned into Las Vegas and it was the most absolute insane trip for a person that's never been out there in their lives. So let me tell you why I went to Las Vegas. I went to Las Vegas a week ago and uh, I went, it was on a Saturday. So um, I went for a wrestling show. So before I talk about why I went to Las Vegas, let's talk about wrestling for a second. So if you know me, if you know anything about your boy, um, it's that I love wrestling. I love wrestling. It's something that it's become a passion of mine that it's just only grown as a as a as a kid. And like so every time I post something about wrestling, it's always somebody trolling me in my inbox. You know it's fake, right? Yeah, I know it's I know, I know. And guess what? Your social your uh uh, your little TV shows and your Survivor and and your Real Housewives. I'm not shitting on anybody, but I'm just saying, you know, all this stuff is fake. So, um, I love professional wrestling. And so when I was a kid, I used to watch wrestling. Uh, you know, just as a kid, like you watch it. It's on TV. You watch that. You watch Power Rangers. You watch, you know, all these different shows. And then, um. After I got to college, I kind of, you know, just stopped watching it. I kind of keep up with it just passively, but I never really watched it. And then as I got out of college and kind of got back into just your, you move back into your city and you get a job and, uh, you know, your perspective changes on things that you like. And I think anybody can relate to that, whether it's uh, something like this, or if it's like uh, Beyonce, or if it's like sports, if it's um, whatever it is, like I think we can all relate to is when you become an adult, the things that you're passionate about, they become a thing that you try to in, invest in and embrace more as you get older. And that's what I did when I got out of college. And what I like to do is I like to travel. I like to travel and go to wrestling shows. When I was a kid, uh, my dad would take me to the Bojangles Coliseum. It was Cricket Arena, uh, Independence Arena, um, Charlotte Coliseum, uh, Bobcats Arena, Time Warner Cable Arena, Spectrum Center. I've been to them all. Any show that's been in Charlotte in the last 20 years, I've been there probably for the most part. If it's wrestling, I've been there. So when I got older, I decided, you know what? Huh. I didn't realize wrestling tickets were this much money. I got that. I can pay for that. Oh, wow. I don't have to get nosebleed seats. So to not go too far into it, I started going to wrestling shows. So I go to WrestleMania. I've traveled all across the country for WrestleMania. I've been to seven different shows. So when I go to these shows at WrestleMania and I go to a show at uh, SmackDown, Raw, whatever the company is, in most cases, it's in a cool city. So to give you an example, I've been to New Orleans, I've been to Miami, I've been to San Francisco, I've been to Orlando, I've been to Dallas, I've been to, uh, I've been all over the place, honestly. Like, I've been everywhere for wrestling shows. So a lot of people, these same people that are in my inbox talking shit about 
that I'm, you know, oh, you you traveling to watch wrestling. Yeah, but I'm also traveling to, like, go to a city and just explore it and just hang out and eat good food. And so that's what I do when I go to these shows. It's not just me just hanging out and, and doing wrestling stuff. A lot of times I'm traveling and exploring the city and just seeing what the city has to offer, the people, the food, the sights, and the sounds. So, um I'm a veteran at this. I've been doing this for a long time, at least since I've been an adult. I've been traveling to shows. And this was the first show that I've ever done by myself. This is the first time I've ever gone to a big city for a wrestling show solo dolo by myself. No people, nobody there. I'm not meeting anybody. I went to Las Vegas by myself. So... The reason that I did this, I might have said this already in the beginning, but I'm big on self-care. Self-care is important. I think we all should get it, especially after 2020, this crazy ass year that we had all together. 2020 is it, it took so much out of all of us. We stopped traveling. We stopped hanging out with our friends and family. We stopped doing all the things that we love and enjoy and we all had to absorb everything that we could enjoy, everything that we do love. We had to enjoy it through a screen, computer screen, phone screen. And I just I'm tired of it. So I decided for my birthday, which is in May, um, that I was going to WrestleMania. I watch wrestling, of course, weekly. So they had a little advertisement and said, we're coming to Las Vegas. We're going to be in the Raiders Stadium. And uh, that sounded like a good reason for me to go to Las Vegas. I've never been, always wanted to go, always wanted to see what it was like, and always thought that I would go to Vegas and come back a millionaire. (laughs) And we'll come back to that because I did not come back a millionaire. But so I booked myself, I booked myself a flight and uh Decided I'm going to Vegas and I'm going to go hang out and I'm going to enjoy myself and take all that Vegas has to offer. So when I was booking this flight, this is when the story kind of gets crazy. So when I was booking the flight, I, I was thinking, so the show is on a Saturday. I have to work on Monday. I don't know if I want to be coming back on a Sunday trying to. Uh, or a Sunday night from Vegas with a time change, trying to get my stuff together. I think I just want to do a turnaround trip. I think it would be fun if I do a turnaround trip. So you know what I did? I didn't book a room. I didn't connect with anybody that might live close and say like, hey, how should I make this work? What's the best thing to do if I'm trying to do this and that? No, I didn't do none of that. Let me tell you what Marlon did. Marlon went and booked a flight, my flight out of Charlotte, was uh, Saturday morning at 6 a.m. I was scheduled to get to Vegas at 10, 10 a.m. Uh, Vegas time. So I don't know. You do the math. And uh, the show, the WWE show, which was called SummerSlam, um, that was scheduled to start by 4.30 p.m. Vegas time, which would be 7.30 p.m. East Coast time. So... um. And then my flight home, this is the crazy part, is was 11 p.m. that same day. So essentially, I'm going to fly to Charlotte. Let's recap. So I'm going to fly to Charlotte. 
uh, fly from Charlotte to Vegas. I'm going to get off the plane. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to go to the show. I'm going to leave the show and I'm going to go home and I'll be home in Charlotte, 7 a.m., free to relax, get my stuff together, get my life together and be ready, perky at work on Monday morning. If you're still listening, you need to buckle up because next is what happens in Vegas. (laughs) So what happened in Vegas, I had a plan. It didn't go like that. It didn't, it didn't, do any of that. What ended up happening was absolute chaos. I think that's the best way to put it without me starting to drop F-bombs. So, um, Vegas did not go like that. It didn't go like that. So let's start with how I packed. Um, I knew I was not staying in Vegas. I knew I didn't have a hotel room. I knew I didn't have anything. I just needed to get to Vegas. So when you're doing one of these kind of trips, which I've never done this before, where you go to a place and you turn right back around, I think the last time I did anything like that was in Myrtle Beach. If you're not familiar with Myrtle Beach in relation to Charlotte, it's like three hours away. You can drive it in a day and turn around. Hardest part might be the, uh, you know, just being tired and drained from the sun, trying to drive and Sandy sitting in your car and all that. Right. So most people get a hotel room and drive back to Charlotte in the morning. So I thought that that's how this was going to work for me. Um, but it didn't. So as I packed, uh, heading to Vegas, um, I didn't really pack anything. I put on the clothes that I was wearing to the show. So I put on a wrestling shirt, I put on some shorts, I put some Vans on, and then I uh, that was it. That's what I brought with me. And then I ended up taking my charger. Instead of taking my Beats headphones, the big, you know, the big canister uh, headphones, I just took some uh, Skull Candy, like earbuds, uh, just because I knew I could get into the stadium with them. Because that's, that's really the problem, is when you go to, um, you know, I can get onto the airport or get into the airport with anything and I can get into with that. But the problem is, is when I get to Vegas, everything that I got on that plane with, I now have to walk around with until the show starts. I've got to carry it in the stadium with me and then I've got to get it back onto the plane back into Charlotte. So the Beats headphones was not conducive to what I was trying to do. And then, uh, you know, But it's an airplane. Airplanes are freezing cold, so I had to bring a hoodie. So I ended up bringing a hoodie, wrapping it around me, um, like tying it around my waist when I got to Vegas. Um, When I got to Vegas, essentially what I ended up doing was I took, I brought a little small bag that I found in the house that I don't care about. Um, So I used that as my carry-on onto the plane. When I got off the plane in Vegas, I took my headphones out. I took my charger out. Um, I had a little deflatable neck roll. I deflated it, uh, folded it up, put it in my pocket, and I threw the bag that I came to Vegas with in the trash. So now I have no bag. I have nothing to carry. Like It's all in my hands now. So get to Vegas. Um, I find this nice lady that's just happened to be walking, and I'm saying, hey, like, uh, I'm trying to walk to the strip. Is that crazy what I'm trying to do? Or do most people leave the airport and 
catch an Uber or catch a cab or like, what's the best way to navigate this? And she said, oh, well, if you got the time, it's just like a hour walk and you can enjoy the sights and sounds. And I was like, you're right. And that's what I'm going to do. So instead of paying $20 to go across the street for a mile, uh, I decided, you know what, I'm going to just walk. I'm going to take in Vegas. I'm going to absorb it. I'm going to just see what it's all about. And I did that. And I was hot. I was sweating. I had a black wrestling shirt on, like like scorching hot. And uh, so ended up getting to the strip, stopped and got me some food. And if you know anything about Vegas, if you ever been to Vegas, you know, it's a lot to see. It's a lot to absorb. I've never been to Vegas. This is my first time there. Uh, it's like New York, but cleaner in a sense, like Times Square, the Times Square part. I mean, like it's like that, but cleaner, very bright, lots of stuff going on. Lots of people wanting you to take pictures. You got the little characters dressed up in the Paw Patrol outfits and whatever, right? So um, I'm just kind of taking pictures. I'm doing my thing. And then I say, ah, I forgot. I can buy THC in Vegas, baby. Let's go. So I pull up my phone and, uh, you know, I'm looking for a dispensary. I find one. Um, I'm not going to name this place because I don't know what the, uh, this is just probably not smart. So I'm not going to name this place, but I'm going to just say this. They on the strip. And if you happen to hear this, y'all need to just stop. So I walk into this CBD place cause that's what it was. I walk into it and, uh, I tell this girl, Hey, I'm from North Carolina. Like I can't, you know, purchase stuff like this there. Uh, you know, what's the best gummies you got? Cause I'm trying to go to this show enjoying myself to put it in, in simple terms. Right. So, um, I'm like, yeah, just, I want like your best gummies. Like, give me your gummies, like whatever you got, give them to me. So she showed me a pack. Um, I read the, the, like the, you know, she let her, I let her do her thing. Tell me what was on it, what was in it. And, uh, I paid $45 for these gummies. Didn't think much of it. I said, I appreciate you. I walked out. Stopped and got me a daiquiri on the street and uh, just wanted to find me a shaded place to people watch and eat my gummies and uh, get ready for the show if you picking up what I'm putting down. So uh, it didn't work out like that. So I before I open the pack, before I open anything, before I eat anything, I always open or look at the ingredients just to make sure I know what's what's happening before I do it. So. I look on the back and the pack says TH, uh, it's a CBD. These are CBD gummies that this woman sold me. She let me go through my whole spiel of being from the East Coast and blah, 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 blah. And then she turns around and sells me CBD gummies after I just told her what I was here for, for $45 at that. So now if I, so I thought about it, do I turn around? Cause I, I walked everywhere here. I didn't get an Uber. So it's like, huh, do I walk another half mile back and return these? Or do I just chalk it up as an L and I eat them? And I'm like, no, because if I eat these CBD gummies, I'm just going to get sleepy. I don't want to get sleepy. I want to be happy. So I go back. I return them. She says, okay, well, um, we'll return them gladly. Sorry for the misinformation. 
uh, but it won't be back on your card for three to five business days, depending on your bank. Great. So I'm out of $45. There we go. That's cool. As long as it's going to be refunded, I appreciate you. Thank you for returning it. I walk out of the store. I realize at this point, at this point in the day, given that the show is starting in a couple hours and the next closest one on the strip on foot, if I'm not going to pay for an Uber, it just wouldn't have worked out. So I decided, okay, I guess I'm drinking at the stadium tonight. I guess that'll work. So I end up going to the stadium. I walked and I get there. Finally, I finally get checked in. I barely survived not getting a heat stroke walking to Allegiant Stadium, which was an amazing facility, let me just say. But uh, absolutely ridiculous trying to walk there in that dry heat. It just hit different, and I was not ready for it. I was not dressed for it. Um, I should have got me a water. um, And that was probably, looking back, it probably was a good thing that I wasn't um, on – uh, several gummies uh, before I got into the stadium because it probably, with the heat, I probably wouldn't be telling this story right now. So I guess it works out. But I get into the stadium and all is well. I'm like, you know what? This is what I'm here for. I am with my people. I'm with my wrestling people. Um, and let me say a little side note about going to wrestling shows When I go to wrestling shows, even if I go and I'm not going with somebody I know, I'm going to meet somebody that I know out there. It's just it's just it's not not possible with social media and stuff like that. So I ran into people that I knew. Obviously, we didn't come out there to meet each other. Obviously, um, we're not sitting together because seats are are predetermined when you pay for them. But I knew people. So uh, it was cool to run into people. It was cool to be in an air conditioned stadium. Uh, And it was cool to be in wrestling live and enjoying it and just, uh, you know, just just not doing 2020 shit, doing real fun stuff that I enjoy. I enjoyed it. Um, And uh, it was cool. So we finally get to the point where the show is wrapping up. Now, let me give you some reference points before I go forward. This is where it went down. <laughs> this is where it went downhill. So the show started at 4:30. The show like as far as the doors opening and the little pre-show, the show itself didn't start till 5 um Vegas time and then you know it's like a 3-4 hour show. So long story short, the show is over Vegas time at like 11 or I'm sorry, 8:30. My flight from Vegas, which is literally directly across the street from Allegiant Stadium. You can see the stadium from the airport and you can see the planes landing in the airport from the stadium. You can't miss either one. You can see the airport from the strip. It's all right there. So I finally, you know, the show is over. I see, uh, you know, I'm looking at the main event, Brock Lesnar. Uh, Roman Reigns, John Cena. If you don't know who any of those people are, just disregard what I'm saying. But it was a great main event. Um, I was watching the show, enjoying myself. So this, by this point, I'm like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to stand down here at the corridor. So when that referee counts, 
One, two, three, ding, 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 ding. I'm out. I'm pulling off. I'm running. And that's exactly what I did. So about 8.30, the show ended local time Vegas. The referee slapped his hand on the mat. He said, three, I took off like Usain Bolt down the uh, the corridor and started. I didn't even take the elevator. I didn't take the escalator. I, I literally went out the side door and started going down the steps like the inner workings of the stadium just to get down and get out as quick as possible. I said, you know what? I'm, you know. I got to get out of here. I can't. I'd love to just hang out and enjoy it, but I I can't. I got to go. So I get out the stadium. I finally get an opportunity to pull up my phone. It's finally working right. Had some Wi-Fi issues in the stadium. And uh, so I realized that, um, you know, the stadium is, if you're walking, about an hour and 26 minutes away. So I'm like, huh. That'll be cutting it kind of close, but I think I can do it. Let's try it. The reason I'm being so cheap, the reason I'm being so frugal is because in addition to the WWE show, at 10 o'clock Vegas time, there was a Manny Pacquiao fight going on. And so if you've ever been to Vegas, you got the Strip, you got that brand new stadium, you got an arena, you got the MGM Grand. All those events all happen in the same place. If you ever taken a ride sharing app, Uber, Lyft, any of these things, the prices go up if it's events in town. So you got WWE, you got the Vegas Strip on a Saturday night, and then you got a Manny Pacquiao fight. The prices were ridiculous. I'm frugal. I got two kids. I ain't paying $50 to go a mile across the street. Fuck that. So I decided... I'm a walk. I got an hour and 26 minutes. It's all good. I need to cool off from the show anyway. Need to walk some of this alcohol off. It's all good. I pull up Google Maps. I go into Google. There it does say hour and 26 minutes. I start walking. I walk, I walk, I walk. I'm enjoying. I'm taking some pictures. I'm like, oh man, this is what Vegas looks like at night. This is amazing. It's exactly what I thought it would be. This is cool. I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking hour goes by starting to get closer about 20 minutes away i'm like huh getting close i see the airport there but that don't look like i can get in need to figure out how to get into the entrance so i pull up the gps and i realize that oh the the google maps just took me to the runway Google Maps took me to the actual runway of the airport, like the fence stand part with the with the chicken wire uh, barbed wire thing at the top where you can't climb over. They took me directly to the runway. So you know what a runway is? It's long. It's where seven fifty seven like they land. It's not like a. Uh, we're not talking about some uh, some little driveway here. Like it's miles and miles in itself. So I realized, oh shit, I'm not even like I'm at the airport, but I can't hop over this fence without getting shot. So I got to go around the 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 whole thing, which is another 40 minutes. So now I'm in panic mode. And now I also know that on the East Coast, it's getting super late and nobody that would be able to help me in any kind of way, if they could help me, is probably going to be up.
So now in my Vans that I wore, because this was a leisurely trip, not a style trip and not a running trip, in my Vans, I put all my shit up in my pocket. I realize what direction I need to be going in and I just start booking it in Vans with a with a hoodie tied around uh, my waist. I'm sweating and now I'm miserable. I'm running at at this point now it's like 10 o'clock at night, Vegas time. I'm sprinting down the street looking like I've done something and I'm running from somebody trying to get to this airport. I'm sweating. Long story short, your boy finally gets to the airport. I get to the airport, get through customs. Very nice people let me through and wait. So listen, I met met somebody while I was uh, trying to get back through. I met Steven Jackson from the NBA. If you look on Netflix, uh, Malice in the Palace, he was one of the main people in the the uh, the documentary about, you know, the big thing that happened uh, where the fans jumped onto the floor and they got in a fight with the players and all that crazy stuff. I met Steven Jackson. We were standing right beside each other in TSA and uh, I left my, uh, my ID mistakenly in the little bin before you go through the security thing. Steven Jackson from the from the NBA picks up my ID and goes, bro, get your ID. I got your ID. So that was cool. Um, and like we ended up riding the same shuttle to our terminal. And uh, like I was like, yeah, man, I appreciate it. Gave him a fist pound. And uh, so shout out to Steven Jackson. You were cool, man, because this trip could have been even worse had I lost my ID. And I appreciate you, bro, for uh, letting me know because. You got a lot of money. You could have been like, that ain't my problem. I got a a flight to catch. So appreciate you, Steven Jackson. Thank you so much. But I finally get through customs and I get to my terminal. I get to my gate. I do a couple of, I go to the wrong terminals. It's like I was flying uh, Frontier Airlines. There were a couple of flights going on and and it, it was really confusing the way the Vegas airport is. I finally get to my terminal. Long story short, I miss the door being closed by like 10 minutes. So even if I would have just done things 10 minutes differently all day, I would have got onto my flight. So I asked Miguel, this is the, the TSA or the Frontier agent. Uh, shout out to Miguel for no help. So um, I say, hey, Miguel, I just got. Uh, I just got here. I know you guys probably can't open the door once it's been open. I got a flight to Charlotte. Um, do you have anything else coming up? He goes, oh, no, we don't. We don't. Um, but we do have a flight at 1140 p.m. tomorrow. I was like, wait, like like a whole day and then like before the next day, that's when the flight goes? He's like, yep, and it'll get to Charlotte uh, Monday morning at 7.20 a.m. I'm like, oh, fuck. But it was nothing I could do. Now, mind you, at this time of night, now it's 11 o'clock. My folks asleep. There ain't nobody to help me. So you know what my option was? I took that hoodie off. I inflated that little... uh, neck roll and I laid my happy ass down and I went to sleep in that terminal and I woke up like uh, uh, your boy Tom Hanks in the movie where he woke up in the terminal 
And uh, I think it was called Terminal. And uh, I was literally living in Las Vegas airport for a day. So eventually I go out, I get in contact with my parents. I let them know that I'm alive. I'm not going to be home today. I'm stuck in Vegas for another day. And uh, I've blown through so much of my money at this point. I'm still waiting on $45 for my false CBD gummies that I got. And uh, not to mention, I've been sweating all day and I smell like hell. Um, I don't have any replacement clothes. I don't have anything. I'm just in Vegas. I'm just raw dogging it at this point. So I go back out into Vegas and I start going to casinos and I start doing all this other shit. And just it just was it just was not what I wanted to do. It's not what I felt like I needed to do, but I was stuck and I had to do it. So um, I ended up, you know, spending Sunday in Vegas, just enjoying it, just trying to do the sightseeing because Saturday was not really about, I just saw what I could in passing and like on the way to the stadium and, but the wrestling in the stadium was why I was there and it was hot and I just wanted to get out. But Sunday I got a chance to go to like, there was like a mall down there. There was like a, um, obviously the strip and the stuff to see, but you can only do so much, uh, in the heat. Um, and then I found a real dispensary and I got to get some real goodies and that made my day a whole lot better. Um, and then I ended my day by going home. I'm doing quotation marks by going home to the airport. And uh, I, you know, got in there and uh, just spent the rest of my Sunday evening in the Las Vegas airport in Terminal D. People watching while listening to a podcast and music and playing games on my phone. And uh, it was it was interesting, to say the least. So. Um, it was crazy. I got stuck in Las Vegas and all your boy was trying to do was go to Vegas, treat himself, self-care Saturday, late birthday gift. And I ended up having my own version of a solo, uh, hangover-esque trip without it being as entertaining, but still very entertaining Still very uh, story worthy, still very noteworthy. And uh, yeah, that's what happened to me. I went to Vegas. I had an amazing time. I had a great time. But the flip side of that was you just can't plan things sometimes. Sometimes things just 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 happen. And that's what happened to me. Vegas happened to me. Um, and it's a trip that I will never, ever, ever forget. Uh, but I'm glad I did it. And it was it was something that I learned about myself. I learned a lot about myself on that trip just from uh, just doing doing that and just figuring it out and understanding that you look to your left and your right. And ain't nobody there to help you. And you in a city by yourself and you got to figure it out. So that's what I did. I enjoyed it. And uh I enjoyed the experience. I don't think I would do it like that again. Next time I go, I'm getting a room because if I miss my shit, I'm coming back. I'm coming back and I'm going to gamble, baby. Um, So uh, I did end up getting back to Charlotte at eight o'clock in the morning. I start work at eight thirty. So I got off the plane 
got home, logged onto the computer, and I said, I'm back. And I started my day, and here we are, and I'm recording. I've had just had a long week. I just finished my work week, and I figured I'd share because it's been such a crazy week, and I, I just got over my jet lag probably a day and a half ago. And uh, so we're here now. And, um, you know, that was my trip. That was that was my trip to Las Vegas or that was my trip. And that was uh, Viva Las Vegas, Lost Vegas. Um, Yeah. And I'm going to do that shit again. I'm going back. I'm going to go do it again. This ain't the last time these little solo wrestling trips are going to happen. But that was the beta test. And now that I know what I'm doing, I know how to do it. And I know that I probably won't do turnaround trips anymore. Unless it's in like Atlanta or something. But, um, yeah. If you are still here and you made it to this point, I thank you for listening. Um because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just recording. I'm sitting down recording. Um about to crack open a glass of wine or pour a glass of wine. I don't think you crack open a glass of wine, but you I'm gonna pour me a glass of wine and I'm gonna kick back and I'm gonna relax. Cause last weekend was crazy. So I think this weekend I deserve to just just be. I think that's what I'm gonna do. If you listen and you got to this part, I thank you for hearing me out sharing my story. I hope it was as entertaining as I thought it was. If not, I don't care. I just needed to share and just tell somebody other than my parents because I think they're the only people that knew step by step how this shit played out. So um, I'm going to do it again. And uh, next time I'm, I'm going to do it better. And maybe next time I'll have video and you can see my struggle on YouTube or something. But Thank you all for listening. If you did listen, if you didn't listen and you can't stand my voice, that's fine. But uh, I might try to do this. I might try to continue to do these. I don't know. Uh, but we'll see. I I, I, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Maybe I can get some guests. Maybe I can get some topics. Um, but this was fun. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you for listening. And uh, that's all I got. Oh, and shout out to Tiana Trump. Don't Google her. I appreciate y'all.